Hello everyone, my name is Rochelle Innocent and I'm the founder and CEO of Project Purpose. Welcome to our channel. Our community is focused on fostering the intellectual and character development in children. We do this through our parent-child workshops that are focused on four themes. Autonomy, self-efficacy, compassion, and self-concept in order to cultivate grit, perseverance, and resilience in each child. And we are so thrilled to be offering one of the first of its kind digital, virtual, and continuous learning environments enabling parents and children to connect from all around the world. At Project Purpose, our overarching mandate is to renew and rebuild family, community, and relationships. Our different social media platforms provide us with an opportunity to have discussions and to hold space for topics that relate to family, community, and relationships with ourselves as well as with others, with a primary focus on mental health and education. More precisely, the ways that the institutions of mental health and education play a role and have played a role in our societies at large. These discussions and debates provide us with an opportunity to think critically about what needs to change within these structures. For us to live up to our bold slogan, support, protect, and empower each child through youth-focused development, better known as leadership in juvenescence. We recognize that in valuing our children's leadership potential, this also translates as recreating and co-creating environments, both socially and politically, that will enable our children to thrive. Now, for those of you who are particularly keen on the topic, we also write thought pieces every other Sunday. We actually just dropped the thought piece this past Sunday, so definitely be sure to meander over to the website and check out our online content. Now, if it is the case that you are looking for a listening alternative, well, we're available wherever podcasts are playing, and we've provided you access to some links down below. Now, as is the convention, be sure to subscribe, hit that post notification bell so that you are aware of every time you post and of course if you like these conversations and you want to keep them going like comment and share this segment let's get into it hello ladies and gentlemen and welcome back to another segment here on project purpose for those of you who are new we cover topics that relate to mental health mental wellness and education on a week by week basis and today's topic of discussion is education on the topic of education i want to talk about the education that starts at home which is about cultural norms and i think this is important a lot of us think that culture exists within the vacuum of our own culture and i think to be able to broaden your horizons and traveling has been such a huge part in my being able to broaden my horizons but there are also different conversations that really just have completely different tones depending on the culture that you're in and so I want to have a conversation about this because I had a conversation this week actually I, I made a professional connection and we were just managing back and forth and for me as part of my professional identity even in my email signatures on my personal email that I use professionally I always have within my signature my gender pronouns so I have she and her in my signature and so 
this person, like we were just talking, we were kind of going back and forth and we were, you know, just bantering a little bit. It was light touch conversation. And so he felt safe enough to ask me, so why do you put she and her in your signature? I mean, I know you're a girl. Like, why do you have to like specify that you're a woman? And like, I laughed, I laughed it off. And I just explained that just because I'm heteronormative and by heteronormative, for those of you who are watching, it means that like my gender identity aligns with my biology. So I'm born a female and I identify as a female doesn't mean that I should assume people would know that. So I think that there is a privilege that I recognize is based in conversations I've had and being an ally that makes someone who doesn't subscribe to the same gender norms who wouldn't identify as heteronormative. So they wouldn't identify as having a gender identity that aligns with their gender biology. Like for them, they specify their pronouns. They give everyone an opportunity to greet them and to assign the appropriate pronoun for like how they identify by way of their gender. But I think that to make it so that only people where there's a difference between their gender biology and their gender identity, to make it so that they're the only ones who are specifying their pronouns makes me part of the dominant problem, like part of the dominant culture that as we consider gender identity binary. And gender biology, definitely binary for the most part, right? But gender identity is fluid. Like how someone chooses to identify with their gender is totally their call. And I have so much respect for that. And I never want to step on anyone's toes and I never want to say the wrong thing. But I also, as a supporter and as an ally of someone who doesn't subscribe to a gender identity that aligns with their gender biology, I make sure that I show my pronouns. And so I think that that conversation could have gone so many different ways if I didn't recognize that, like I'm outside of my culture, right? I don't, I'm not in Canada right now. Even if I was in Canada, not everyone understands why there's an effort, why there's an additional push to be so inclusive. And to be inclusive means that you do what you can to make sure that people who are having to show up in spaces a certain way, don't feel othered by the way that they're showing up. So I want to be specific about my pronouns so that people who have to be specific about their pronouns to not be misgendered, don't feel other. They don't feel outcasted because they're the only one in the room specifying what their pronouns are. So that's how I show my Alicia. And so I had a conversation with him and I felt like he was a little bit confused, but he was trying to give me an explanation for his question. He was like, well, that's just not the norm here. I'm like, I totally get it. Like we're not in Canada, but in Canada is like a sensitive topic. And for those who want to be inclusive and to show allyship, you just want to make it the norm that we would all speak about our pronouns because I'm like, for all you know, I could identify like as a man, like even if I'm biologically a woman, like you don't know by looking at me what I identify as. You don't know what my gender identity is. He was quiet, but he like soaked it in. And it just made me think about like this, the degrees of difference that exist across different countries, right? In this country, it was a 12 hour plane ride for me. I, I came here from Vancouver Island, a 12 hour plane ride, but then the differences by way of culture are so, so significant. It's like intangibly, if we were to put them on a scale and we think about like the scale of distance between countries and between continents, and, and we think about the differences within the culture, just so many worlds of difference. With that difference, there's so much color. And so I love traveling abroad Abroad, living abroad because I have never gone anywhere without having my perspective checked, without feeling like my horizons have been broadened because I've listened to someone whose perspective, who, whose thoughts and their ideas are influenced by a culture that is completely different from my own. And so this was one of those specific instances I was just talking about, you know, me recognizing my heteronormality, like the fact that like I see it as a privilege now because I have allyship, my gender biology aligns with my gender identity, but like I don't ever want to act in that privilege by assuming 
happening that people know what my gender is because we don't know how people identify by way of gender. They could identify any which way. So it's just important to give them space to give you that information and not to assume that. But that is a North American way of thinking and not even North American, like that's very Canadian. And even in Canada, it's very Canadian specific to the circles that I frequent, right? It's not even like all of Canada feels this way. But like for me, for the circles that I frequented, I had enough people that I knew that I respected a whole heck of a lot who taught me about their struggles personally and about like how they felt othered and how they felt outcasted by this one simple thing, right? Gender identity. So I, I wanted to have that conversation here online that to assume that your cultural norms are going to supersede geographical lines, I think is an assumption that's going to set you up to have confrontation unnecessarily. Like this was a beautiful teachable moment. He felt safe to ask the question. I felt completely safe answering the question. There was like no disrespect whatsoever, but he was curious. And I think sometimes, especially when we have conversations around gender, that curiosity can prickle people or the fact that people don't understand why this this is a conversation that is being had in different parts of the world can be prickling to some people, but it's still not the norm everywhere. And so I thought I'd come on here and I'd have that conversation because while this conversation specifically is around gender identity and gender norms and how the circles that I frequented are like very sensitive about making sure that we don't misgender, we don't use the wrong pronouns and that we try to be as inclusive as possible. And in doing that, like I include my pronouns in all of my signatures across all of my emails and in any written form so that people write recognize the solidarity that I have with that community as an ally. And so I think that it was just a beautiful moment for me, like when I walked away from that conversation to have been able to provide perspective to this individual who's now going to carry that insight into the next conversation that he's in. That's truly the beauty of traveling abroad, meeting new people, making connections and having open, honest, non-judgmental, safe conversations. In any case, that was it for today, but definitely not all. Now, before letting you go, I would be remiss if I didn't let you know we will be going live at least twice a month every month for the foreseeable future on our facebook page so definitely be sure to tune in now these events are paid events so if you do see yourself participating in our community on an ongoing basis then i do suggest that you take a look at one of our package plans yes so we do offer package plans over and above our live events as well as access to webinars and workshops largely focused on self-mastery over and above those events so check it out be part of our game changer community being part of the change that you want to see allowing us a small role to play in your journey we are on the road to one case so we do invite you to follow us across all of our social media platforms and we look forward to chatting with all of you very soon we'll talk to you later